1: This is the Casted TV Podcast. Now, before we start, play all the intros, introduce ourselves, say how our week's been, tell you what that mole on my back's turned into. Normally we do this later on, but you've got a real bee in your bonnet about a painting show that was on BBC One oh, yeah. this week. To get <laughs> it out of the way in, now. Not, not a get, bee in
2: my bonnet. A uh, wasp. It's... BBC One trying to do another Bake Off show and it's like, the Bake Off was popular, we get it, but, you know, you did your allotments and your sewing and stuff and this is really now clutching at straws or perhaps paintbrushes. There's nothing about this that's good. It's all just, you know, it's been done before... Judge and the slightly younger male judge, you've got Eunice Stubbs, I should say, that's how you pronounce the name. You know, a lover in Sherlock, and I think she's she seems like a lovely lady. Watch, who do you think you are? She's not a presenter, she struggles with links to camera. And meanwhile, you've got Richard Bacon, who I'm not the, the biggest fan of at the best of times, and he hasn't gone. And he seems very detached and it all just seems like another job for him and I don't think
1: you can download this podcast from because of tv.com is that it now, yeah, sing, that, yeah. Um, okay, yep, and all, right, all, yep, all yep, we gotta I'll do, do now is the news reviews and tv reviews and then we're done <laughs> thanks Matt bye okay
2: bye league
0: Gary and Matt.
1: Talking Telly on the
0: Custard TV
1: Podcast. I'm Luke, editor and runner of the Custard TV website thecustardtv.com I don't know, I'm worried folks there was a little soreness in the throat area which is never a
2: good sign.
3: Shouldn't you be gargling or sucking on a fisherman's friend?
2: Ugh! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as, long as, as long as the fisherman does not right.
1: <laughs> it is now turned into sickness. Gary's in the London area.
3: Uh, what's
1: up? And Matt's in the stereotypical north. Hey, up, I've had some emails this week, a lot of people tune in to this show for, as we always say, the TV news, the reviews and the previews, but some are concerned... Has Matt moved in with his lady woman yet?
2: There's a whole big thing going on. Um, Go on,
1: we've got
3: the time.
2: Not yet, but watch this space. This
3: I'll this say. feature here has kind of pushed Mrs McNamara just into into I know. the background. In a big it's like we've what now got did. another woman. No oh, no 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 no. We're talking not talking about that. We're talking about your issues, Matt. Come on.
2: I was just thinking the other day we haven't talked about Mrs McNamara <laughs> much.
3: She's fine. Well, I think I said that she was going away for Christmas, so she came back <laughs> and she's fine. She's been okay, and well, the it, weather's got. It's, it's almost better.
2: March so... now,
3: so I'm glad she's back. <laughs> I like the way people say she's going away for Christmas. It's like you lock her in a cupboard for the whole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put her away she's like Christmas. the Blue Feet <laughs> Tortoise. You know, we put her away for the winter and uh, very soon we'll be getting her out again for the spring.
1: <laughs> oh, I love our elderly bushing on the podcast. It's lovely. Um, So you said there's a whole big thing going on. What do you mean by it? You can't just leave oh, us dangling on that. I, I, I I'll I reveal more next week. Let's just leave it there. Uh, news in the shape of our very own Moira Stewart. <laughs> it is Matt. To
2: attempt to do the news in the style of... Kanye West from last night's Brit
3: Awards. Oh, blame Have we got oh, the
1: bleep button? Go
2: on, so, right, go on. So, Broadchurch <laughs> 3 with <laughs> Coleman and <laughs>
3: Tennant. First of all, I'm glad that Olivia Coleman and David Tennant are back. I think this is an opportunity for them to hopefully tackle a brand new case, which I hope will bring people who were disappointed with Series 2 back to the show.
1: Matt and I were talking last night, and or the night before. It doesn't really matter. You're not part of my life. And... Um, we decided that you might, Gary, be in series yeah, three, yeah. because you're going there in the summer when
3: it's being filmed. It's true, actually. I am going to pop down there in the summer, yeah. So shall and I try we, and get myself in We a... think
2: the perfect role for you would be yeah. to finish that fence.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you
1: I know you your way to around the hammer.
3: From... I thought you meant to take over the caravan from uh, Pauline Quirk.
2: We never got closure on that
3: bloody fence. That's no, true. I'm not going up on the cliffs. I will tell you that because you know no, no. whoever's up there. You'd, and, you'd be safer want... to
1: holiday in midsummer, wouldn't you? Really, <laughs> I think.
3: <laughs> and uh, if I do require any plumbing while I'm down there, then give Nigel ring. Oh, is that a euphemism? No. <laughs> <Absolutely> <laughs> oh God! Free. I don't want well,
1: to. Don't want well, to know what you need to do on your holidays, for God's sake. <laughs> Oh, Sky
2: Atlantic um, have recommissioned The Tunnel, and also uh, there's a special of Julia Davis's Honda be announced. Uh, the storyline oh, of Series 2 of The Tunnel, though, will not follow Series 2 of The Bridge, and I believe it's called The Tunnel Colon Debris.
1: Well, lo- yes. Not enough show titles have colons in them. That's what we're missing.
3: We'll, we'll get to Critical later.
1: Or semis. We need more semis in... <laughs>
3: Did you get the joke about the colon? Though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just checking. Towers. Yeah,
2: checking. ITV2 have uh, renewed the job a lot. I I think this is good news. I think that's one of their strongest sitcoms and it did well for the move from ITV to ITV2. Anything on yeah. this? Luke, I know you watch it.
1: I do watch it and again, I'm glad because it had the first series didn't do so well. Uh, you know, after Vicious, it was kind of, will they even take it on? And I think now they've found where it needs to be and it shows they're giving it more chance to grow and become one of those itv2 shows and itv2 has that and celebrity juice so good on them for keeping up with the job lot i think
2: mm. um and uh big news bbc one have uh, after 12 series yeah oh cancelling will be
1: it will be uh, when it yeah, actually yeah. finishes um,
2: cancelling new tricks following all the original cast members leaving and I think this is probably a good move. I think were the ratings dwindling in the last series Luke?
1: They were in this house. No, then they were slightly, <laughs> but but New Tricks gets big numbers anyway. So...
2: When it was up against Doc Martin, it was still doing really well. But this is, I think it's t- it is the time to end it. And I think you, as you said, like Charlotte Moore is trying to sort of get some new dramas in, and has seen like New Tricks is probably past its best Well,
1: i I think technically when when the whole cast says i don't want to be in it anymore that's really the time to end it and they perhaps yeah when you've got no st- when, you,
3: when you've got no when you've when you not got none of the original list i mean they turn it's the tv equivalent with the sugar babes isn't it
1: they've all uh, gone on to bigger
2: and better things anyone who watched get your act together on sunday will have seen james Bolam singing the friends theme tune alongside michael ball so you know classic telly <laughs> A community series six. This is sort of encroaching on Gary Goes West territory slightly. It's um, oh, yes. air on Sony TV in the UK, which is interesting. To um, yeah. ad- adaptations of classics shows. Um, Rowan Atkinson is to star in an adaptation of May Gray, is it?
1: Oh, yeah, but yeah May Gray. Yeah, Got it. You yeah, yeah. said that right.
2: And ITV are to remake The Saint. I think, is this Chris Lunt doing this?
1: This is Chris Lunt and Ed Whitmore, who's just done uh, Arthur and George for ITV. Yeah. At one point this year, ITV will have an original idea. I don't know when it's coming, I don't know what it will be, but yeah, they'll have original ideas. it good when it at does, is what I'm saying. Safe house? <laughs> yeah. No. Mm. No? Well, that no. wasn't this. That was on, well, that'll be on this year. But when you come to the previews, I think idea, I'm yeah. going to
3: agree with you because if they start, they're starting to show things like the top number one of the 70s again, which is just really old stuff. Yeah, just awful.
2: Okay, yeah. um, are we ready to. Uh, Gary goes west?
3: Hang on, I
1: haven't got my yeah. big coat on. Uh, okay, right. Have you go got a
3: passport? Yeah. I'm not spending ages at passport control with you again. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> The most important news of the week is that HBO have renewed Tonight with John Oliver for a third season. I'm watching this at the moment on Sky Atlantic. Matt, are you still watching it? Mm? You still watching Tonight with John Oliver? I know you were. Before. I never did. No, I wasn't. Never did, did you? <laughs> no. Gosh, uh, John Oliver is a British comedian who's made a big news out big news over there. He was originally on the Tonight sh- the the Daily Show with John Stewart. Uh, and has moved over. And this, this brand new show is very... Well, good. Is is very it community? Isn't it
2: called Last Week Tonight or something?
3: This It's called, yeah, Last Week with John Oliver. Whatever. And isn't he in community as well? He is. He plays the British well, yeah. uh, professor in that. You're quite right. Yeah. Good link. Podcast. Yeah. The excellent How to Get Away with Murder is returning to the Universal Channel on the 22nd of March in the UK. I have avoided spoilers and downloads from the America... Where it's already started to be shown, so hopefully that will be good. And a bit of news about Amazon getting some renewals. They out of their recent pilot series, which we talked about, they picked up The Man in the Castle and Mad Dogs, uh, which were probably the two best of the programmes that I saw. Uh, and they've also renewed Mozart in the Jungle for series two. So uh, Matt, you might watch a bit of that. You watched the you watched you didn't mind that, did you?
2: I watched the first episode, but I don't think I'd watch. Season 1, like then Season 2. No, you're not going <laughs> to <gonna> carry <on>. up.
3: <laughs> yeah. very, very to the point today. No, I'm not going to that. He's nothing but factual. We've talked about things like Better Call Saul in, in the main reviews, because more, more than one of us have watched it. But I'm a particular big fan of the books based on, by, by Michael Kennelly, which Harry, feature the character Harry Bosch. He's done about, I'd say, about a dozen books with this uh, character, who's a police detective, who in that kind of way doesn't get on with authority. And Can I ask you yeah. a question?
2: Is this the same yeah, guy sure. who made the dishwashers and the, and the irons?
3: I was just waiting to do that. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't get that reference. Is that there annoying, is the a whole bush,
1: dishwashers.
3: Yeah. Ah, uh, right. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just just, just, just right. to clarify, no. That's, last year... Amazon did a pilot, uh, as they did with uh, Mozart in the Jungle, uh, which was particularly well-received and turned into a whole series. Now, the whole series is available on Amazon Prime. There's 10 hour-long or 45-minute, you know, American hour-longs, I suppose we call them, 45-minute episodes, which cover two of the books which uh, Michael Kennelly has released. Uh, So there's kind of two different storylines working through uh, that. They've gone all out on good casting and they've gone all out on good, uh, you know, good scenery and wit. Uh, well made. It looks the same quality as you would expect from a, an American drama. You know, there's no difference in that. Uh, one of the things that people have said is that it's very generic. And I suppose the problem is, is that Michael Kennelly was doing this stuff 20 years ago a lot of the TV shows copied from his writing. So you will see things in there that you think, gosh, this has been done on lots of other American procedural programs, but that's because they've copied from what Canelli what has written. You know, the, the main focus of the books when I was reading them was how good L.A. was as a setting. Um, you know, it had the really kind of like the bright, bright lights of Hollywood and then the real depra- depravity of the areas and how seedy and, and, and nasty it was at night. Um, and I think that's really well captured. And there's some great acting in there. I
1: must have lived in quite a good neighbourhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, I, was, I had well, I,
3: barbecues at night. I was all right. <laughs> well, I think, see, but I think that's the thing, that this L.A. is so diverse. You know, you've got yeah. Hollywood and then you've got, you know, what's the bad areas of, you know, Hollywood, uh, bad and areas of L.A.? Compton. Compton. Yeah. Compton and all that. It, I really thoroughly enjoyed Bosch and would highly recommend it. As I say, all the episodes are already out, so you can binge or you can do one a week, however, you want to do it. I'm really hopeful that it gets a second series because there are some great storylines uh, in other books that they can cover. Um, I, I give it a very high recommendation. And just to finish off, before we come back east, a few previews. The third series of House of Cards is going to be released on Netflix. Uh, again, all the episodes will be up online on the 27th of Feb. Uh, there's actually a premiere going ahead tonight, isn't there, Luke? We saw on Twitter.
1: There is. It's in Leicester Square right now. In, in fact, if you in, ran and kept us on the phone, yeah, you might you know, be able might to take us there, there.
3: But I won't get in, so it'd be a bit oh, pointless. Okay. I'm actually not that close to, to Leicester Square. It's about 45 minutes to an hour away. A new show on the Sci-Fi Network, 12 Monkeys, uh, that starts also on the 27th of Feb. This is loosely based on the film, although it does not star Bruce Willis or Brad Pitt. Don't look for them. Um, this has been well received in America. I haven't watched a preview, but I will be watching uh, this on the Sci-Fi Network on the 27th. So it's I'll nice to know they're in.
1: doing something with the Tetley Chimps, because we haven't seen England. them for a long time.
3: Mm.
1: Mm. Didn't know there was 12 of them at the time, but I suppose there's a lot of ads. That's right, yeah. You
3: know, they they rotate them. Now we can come back east. (laughs) Thank you. I've just cleared customs.
1: Review times. We've got that Broadchurch chat. Uh, First of all, though, we've got to touch on EastEnders finally went live. Very well done to everyone involved. Thursday night saw a lot of live segments, and Friday they went completely live on. Hmm television stars of for this for me were uh laurie brett adam woodya and uh mimi Keene. i'm going to give a mention to as well because i thought she was very very strong in these uh last couple of live episodes and you sort of know what myself and matt think but gary
3: watched it yeah i mean i i happened to be at my parents on the thursday I think I'd had, um, what had I had? Uh, yeah, there was probably a bit of shepherd's pie that I'd had. So, uh, yeah. Classic, classic, yeah, classic. I think on the whole, I really enjoyed this as a standalone piece of drama. I think they did do a good job in making, building the tension. And I think there were two good shocks, wasn't there? One, the fact that when Jane was announced as the killer, and then obviously later on at the night when it was announced that it wasn't her, it was the terrifying Bobby Beale. Um,
1: the terrifying Bobby Beale, Stay I, can't Bobby look at Beale. My, I can't look at my blue pyjamas in the same way again
3: in That's case right. I smuck somebody with a music box I think the thing I enjoyed the most was the review of the evening it happened the flashback mm. one that yeah. was very good, well yeah. done good idea, and wasn't it? that was a very good idea and I think that was very well done
1: I mean soap isn't necessarily a bad word but it gets there's a lot of bad connotations to it depending on who you ask this was more like a well put together well produced drama Mm. Um, and I just I was really into it. I thought the performances particularly when it was live um, were just so strong you have to
2: give it up to um, Tamika Epsom is it Uh, doing the live birth as well yeah in
1: in a very tight dress (laughs) yeah that's not the kind of dress you want to give birth in. we doing that, that live, and yeah.
2: I think it's, it's, it, that was really impressive. We we saw uh, Richard Blackwood for the first time uh, with his yeah. gun in the flowers, so it's changed from Mumma Hooda Man to Mumma Hooda Hitman.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know he's been working on that since Friday, don't you? You, you, know. you know he put, you know he put, he tested that on Twitter. He probably put it on <laughs> Facebook to see how it had. he's mentioned it, got on. it to friends. He's probably yeah. You know what do you, what do you think about this? And yeah, he's asked for feedback, and there you are. He's delivered. I might Quality edit that comment. out out of a
1: spike. <laughs> 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 if you're not an EastEnders fan, I think fair enough. But it, it is, was really is, well. If it, we're, one it's one on, on you, Gary, and actors. you're not a fan.
3: Yeah, if one of those two actors, and by that I mean, as you say, I don't know their real names, but Jane and, and, and Ian, if one of them doesn't win Best Act, if they don't win Best Actor and Actress at Soap Awards, then clearly there's something yeah. wrong with the with the voting public or whoever votes for those.
1: Yeah. Uh, so to a drama that everybody was talking about, to one that, in my opinion, is hardly really? worth talking about. Broadchurch yeah. uh, finished on Monday night to to strong ratings, although it was not up against anything of great note on BBC One. Um, this was the sort of... People were saying, I can't wait to see how it finishes. I can't wait for it to get started. It was the... <laughs> it's the reveal of, you know, who killed the two girls we don't know about, what what Eve Miles is doing, is she in that case, will he be found guilty or not? It was just so inconsequential. Now,
2: the the Sambrook case, I lost count of the many, the amount of times throughout like the second half of this series when it, you know Olivia Coleman, and David Tennant have been properly mm. investigating it again where they've said to people oh you didn't tell us that last time oh we didn't look into this yeah. last time oh, yeah. well what were you doing last time still can't believe that he was keeping the Eve Miles no. character in that hut throughout the first series of Porridge
1: yeah and we were he... not supposed to Yeah, Yeah. just ridiculous. Chris Chibnall has said again in the press release for Series 3, I'm so glad I get the chance to do this. It's been a glint in my mind for a long time. No, it hasn't, because Series 2 proved that you don't know what the story is going to be. It's been an
2: email in my inbox for the last week now. Since they asked a request
1: from my agent in some time. (laughs) The thing is, Series 2 proved to me that there was no real story to tell, and I think what they did wrong, they didn't ever explain to us... (laughs) let us care about any of these sunbrook people so it was so uneventful by the time it was revealed how they i still didn't really know who they were so why i think would I the problem care was it,
3: had they frosted yeah. chris chibnall a bit and said look we know you've produced something good here he, you're right. He could have put more Sandbrook stuff in Series One.
2: Oh, I know. I don't even they, mean uh, that. What I just mean start should Series have done Two
3: with the Sandbrook
2: stuff. Was like you know what they did with Series Two of Utopia and had that first episode, nothing to, don't have any of the characters you know from Broadchurch in it. Just focus on that investigation of the Sandbrook case and just that be the one-off episode, and then you're more in tune. You know these characters that we've got to care about, as well as the bunch from series one.
1: Because I think I would have been sucked into it had I hmm. known who Eve Miles was, had I known who Sean Doody was playing, and it would have been. Well, which one of these is creepy? Where have the girls gone? I would, but Is it? Ha- I mean, all the Bluebell stuff was right in the first episode of of the the second series it was so inconsequential when mm. it got there i mean even the upcoming dvd cover has got bluebells all over it like it's some sort of special thing mm. it, oh, so and so series three is happening i couldn't be less i i bothered. think i
2: know what's going to happen in part of series three it's going to be the trial of eve miles and hugh dancy and someone's <sighs> going to try and get him off and there'll be another case that someone's mucked up before that they're trying to investigate.
1: As Gary says, the best thing they could do is have a completely different case. But the the problem with that is then Broadchurch becomes like Midsummer, where people are dying left, right, and centre.
3: Yeah, but I um, I I I think one of the things that they ought to do as well is maybe consider, you know, your successful suggestion of maybe adding a semicolon and having Broadchurch mm-hmm. something because. Although I do agree they are going to return there, the case they do could be based elsewhere and he gets Miller to help him because he trusts her. You know, it could be that David Tennant goes somewhere and he's failing to solve a new case, so he brings in Miller.
1: I wouldn't mind that. That would would be at least more believable.
3: Were either of you surprised that Joe Miller was found not guilty or did you think, oh, that was bound to happen? Not really,
2: because they couldn't really do anything with the story if he was found guilty because it was just like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Go yeah. back to prison. Go
3: back to where you came from.
2: Yeah. You know what it really needs, Board church Three. Yeah. A colon.
3: Uh, we just said that. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> I did that that, that that gag a minute ago. oh Well, I wasn't listening. <laughs> you don't listen. He only listens back on the bus yeah. or on the train. Yeah. Or well, all. when you when you listen back, you can laugh then. Yeah.
1: Let's move on to Sunday nights. BBC One uh, has uh, J.K. Rowling's adaptation. Well, not actually. It's a J.K. Rowling adaptation by Sarah Phelps. Uh, It's called The Casual Vacancy, full of posh people and silliness, and I couldn't get into it. Gary and Matt have now seen it for themselves, and because he's the least predictable person on the entire podcast, Gary's enjoying it.
3: Yeah. I don't know why, but I watched the first episode in order to, uh, you know, talk about it on the podcast, and you know, Which again like is the first. But I actually enjoyed episode two <laughs> a lot more. Episode one was very much a kind of slow setup. You know, we got to see the characters, we got to see, you know, the the interaction, the introduction of the the, the parish council, and what was going on in that in that town. And right at the end of the episode, um, Roy Kinnear's son, who's called Roy Roy Kinnear.
2: One more letter...
3: One, One letter. more letter. It's the same letter you've already used. Indeed. Rory <laughs> Kinnear dies of a yeah. of a brain hemorrhage type situation. Well, no, he dies
2: in the middle of the episode,
3: doesn't he? Is it? Well, OK, but he doesn't die at the beginning, I suppose is what I'm saying, is that you get to see him and his impact on what he's involved in and then he passes on. But what's interesting is that you've still got, and I'm sure Luke loves this, you've still got him providing mm. a voiceover in episode oh. two. Um, and they, they've done a very good job in that they're keeping him... In the picture through a a Twitter uh, ghost character played by uh, one of his nephews um, who's printing, who's posting things about the three people that are up for his position on the parish council, sort of spreading rumours and bad things about them. And that whole idea of it being a ghost and the stuff with Michael Gambon, I know that people will think, oh, gosh, that was a bit silly. But actually, I kind of quite liked it. It was a little bit dark at times. Um, and actually the storyline to do with, the, and I can't remember her name, this is the girl, the, the impoverished girl who's living with her drug mother. And um,
2: Well, I know the actress is Abigail Laurie, isn't it? And I thought she, yeah. was, she, to me, was the one highlight. I mean, I've only seen episode one and I think her performance. Sarah Phelps, I read the press notes around and she said that she's definitely the character that yeah. she... Cared about the most when she read the casual vacancy, and obviously it's put her front and centre. And I think, yeah, the character and the actress are very good. And uh, uh, apparently, as well, the stuff you like with Rory Kinnear as the ghost and stuff like that, keeping the character around was something that apparently didn't happen in the book, and that Sarah Phelps herself has added, which again Mm. I think is a good idea because he, to me, was the most likable character, and I, I really like Rory Kinnear as an actor like we said with fortitude i think a lot of this is like the big name cast i mean i don't know if she gets more to do in episode two but keely hawes i thought was really wasted in in
3: episode one she does does appear more in episode two so i I think you would if you watched it you'd find that there i mean when i was told there was three i was thinking right so you've got to do things in episode one then in episode two that i think they're on course for a decent finish
1: Uh, I can never predict what Gary's going to like. No, if you put me in a room with ten programmes and and said, pick five that Gary would like,
3: I could not do it. No, I'll be honest, even I'm surprised by a little. (laughs) I am, but, you know, sometimes you just watch something and it's completely different to everything else.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, or it's, it's like Vicar Dibley.
3: That was what I put on Twitter after watching 10 minutes of the first episode. It's like it's a mix between the of Dibley and Waterloo Road.
1: One of us on the podcast spent the first 100 days with UKIP this week. We're trying our best to be political. Uh, if you can guess who it is, it's Gary. Yes, he watched Channel 4's I don't know what you'd call this. Mockumentary, yeah, docudrama, I suppose.
3: Docudrama, it was docudrama, yeah. basically, what it was is that they, they've they obviously the the uh, in politics you talk a lot about the first hundred days in government, and what they did was using existing footage of uh, speeches and policy document policy things. They put together a, a kind of docu- mockumentary um, where uh, a a politician, um, a um, Asian politician. Uh, I can't remember her name, but she was from Essex, and she was the face of UKIP's diversity. They watched this on Gogglebox, didn't they? Yeah, and they didn't get it,
1: did they? They didn't get it at all. This is just going to encourage
2: people to, you know, they were saying this is going to encourage people to vote UKIP.
3: Well, no, I don't think it did because I think no. they showed a very dark side of what it was. They Basically, it was almost like a what-if drama. You know, what mm-hmm. will happen if you vote for UKIP? But I think the the drama part of it was very solid. The lady who played the MP was very, very good. What came across was obviously whoever wrote this has got a real anti-UKIP uh, yeah. thing. Do you think this is
2: sort of Channel 4 trying to make amends for the Nigel Farage, Stefan Dumm thing by sort of presenting another side to UKIP? Because that was almost... Well, <laughs> Like a puff
3: piece. I'm very surprised piece. that they got away with doing this in an election. I don't think they could have got away with this a month from now when the elections are closer. I think this was now I don't think I don't they know. could
1: have got away with this with any of the other parties as no. well. I don't think well, yeah, maybe, maybe the
2: monster raving loonies
3: or yeah, yeah, mate. Well, are they still a thing? Gosh. Yeah. Um yeah. I know we're not probably going to talk about it too much, but I'd I'd like I'd be watching the debates. To see how people do and form my opinions politically of who i 'll be voting for um, so I think it's interesting stay tuned that, for that vote Stay you for that <laughs> so I think I think it's interesting that, that, that as you say channel four BBC are doing programs with a more political you know, leaning
1: next up is a thirteen part medical drama from uh, a person who we are massive fans of collectively. Jed Mercurio uh, has had recent success with Police Procedural Line of Duty and before that, other medical dramas such as Bodies, which I loved. Critical is, as I say, a 13-part medical drama starring Lenny James and Claire Skinner, although if you saw episode one, you might be unsure that uh, Lenny James was even in it. I've seen episode one now twice. I watched it on Tuesday night and I watched it Literally just before I came in here to record the podcast, I was a huge Bodies fan, which was the best medical drama I'd ever seen. And this just seems a little bit too bonkers for me to actually enjoy. I think because we, there's so much uh, documentary of you know yeah, showing the, I said the, same, the I? reality of mm. proper the, what the proper proper medical field is like with great shows such as Twenty Four Hours in A and E. This just felt so unbelievable uh, through the majority of it that it took away from my enjoyment. And I think the worst thing about it was I was never not aware that I was watching a TV drama. Mm, mm. You know how sometimes you can watch something and get so immersed you're into it? I
2: think the problem is now that it's harder to do sort of procedurals or stuff set around workplaces because we've got these documentaries. I know I mentioned to you... When we spoke the other day about, for example, you know Waterloo Road has been cancelled because we can see now what schools are like. Mm. You know, with the Educated series, twenty-four hours and A-, A and E, you've got so uh, critical, which at which at its heart is doing. You know, the, the one hour to save this person—that's the concept. There were like quirkier moments like the guy eating the Twix or things like that. But
1: But I didn't, I just found that silly again.
2: For me, what it was was that there was a disparity between Jed's sort of stripped down dialogue, you know, we enjoyed it so much in Line of Duty, and these sort of opulent, ostentatious sets which made the hospital look more like a Star Trek Trek. starship. I mean, they did make mention of it a little bit that, you know, this used to be a uh, bug standard A and E, and we've turned it into this. But it just seemed to me that, like, this we've got Sky money to make this series. We can't mm. just have a bug standard A and E. We have to have these 3D machines that could see into the but brain. But
1: that, aw- that took away. Yeah, definitely, from it, from I agree. Because instantly, Because yeah. I think well, now, well,
2: if you're if you're going to do things like this, you need to be doing things like Suspects, which has that strict bat nature to add to the sort of. You know, bare bones. What, what
1: I like so much about bodies was that it felt gritty and mm, it felt mm. real. It but, felt but too glossy yeah. for me. This, this has
3: been very highly overproduced. I mean, you know, there was an inordinate amount of people in that room doing different things, which I know is the, the plot line, isn't it? You know, and the, there was that dissension with the other doctor about, you know, look at all the people in there, and here I am dealing with, you know, 30 cases in half an hour. But, you know, I, I think that was good. I liked the timer. I thought, at one hour, Lenny James was going to walk in and fix it or kill the guy or whatever and say it. I thought that timer meant something, and it didn't really go anywhere, did it? It was just a clock that they kept looking at.
1: It lacked tension for me. Like I say, I was never not aware that I was watching a heavily produced piece of drama. I didn't feel the tension, I didn't feel the connection to the patient, I didn't care whether he lived or died, as brutal as that sounds... Um, and I didn't really care for any of the doctors. They were very standoffish. They were very brutal. Just nothing about it yeah. not human. Did you
3: not care at all for the new doctor? That I mean, that's you know the the lady out of fresh meat. Are you not supposed to fit, be on her side? I wasn't. Yeah, really. but I think
1: it's I think it's too obvious that she's there. She's for all us. sort of surrogate, isn't yeah. she?
2: She's like yeah, the one she, who was there, we... standing nervously at the beginning. And what I think is this almost feels like the pilot you know, this is mm. what they can do, this is what, and, you know, you had Lenny James who is going to be, like, the main character coming into it at the end. So I'm definitely going to try and watch Ep 2.
1: But the premise stays the same. Yeah, it will yeah. always be... And and i, I start yet to see whether not knowing much about the characters or their backgrounds will be a good thing or a bad thing because the premise through every episode of this will be that they've got an hour to save a patient that comes through the doors, whatever that patient has wrong with them. They have an hour. So that is the premise. We're not going to go into their backgrounds and find out more about them. It's not like that. It's, it's particularly what you saw minus Lenny James was pretty much what you're going to get mm. for the rest of the series. So we'll see. I wouldn't say I had really high hopes for this, but I had
3: hopes for it. and it's. A I, I, I will it watch work. the second episode, though, to see how Lenny James changes things. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people were watching for him. Mm. So yeah. maybe that will help with the second episode.
1: Also, we don't know where Claire Skinner's gone, but I presume she's gone to pick up the three kids from that Oh, and you say... say all
2: my jokes are scripted. Come on.
1: do <laughs> <laughs> so, the preview, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Sunday, uh, 6.30 on BBC Two is a brand new silent comedy starring Matt Lucas of Little Britain. This, interestingly enough for TV nerds, was supposed to be BBC One's first silent sitcom. It is now BBC Two's. First, some sitcom. It stars Matt Lucas, as I say, as Butler, uh, as Pompidou, this peculiar Mr. Bean-esque character, and his Butler Hove is the only other character in it. I've only seen the trailers. I could preview this if I wanted, but I think I might need my eyes taking out afterwards. I just didn't have. <laughs> I just thought the trailer was enough for as me. As well, can I claim I
3: back some of my license fee because I don't need the sound on my telly? <laughs>
1: Well, presumably we can watch it on mute. Yeah, exactly. I think all the all on the what, Pompidou- on Mute. Oh, you said mutes before. <laughs> all all Pompidou can can say apparently is his own name. So which I think is the same character as Pikachu in Pokemon or something. Most look, of the Pokemon Get look, look you,
3: you with a nineteen ninety nine reference.
1: I know, I'm all over it with the kids.
3: The return on Monday at 9pm is also for the excellent Moonboy, the Chris O'Dowd hit comedy. Uh, there is a preview up of if you've got Sky On Demand, which I have. I watched it. So I have watched it. Uh, it's great to have them back. It feels really familiar. Um, there's also a great uh, guest starring from Sharon Morgan in this episode, which I won't spoil. Brilliantly,
1: she, brilliantly, she's called Sharon Morgan. I, I think it's lost it none really of good. its charm as well, which is the nicest thing about it. It just it feels as charming as it ever was.
3: And, so. and they are growing up. We're now into nineteen ninety one, aren't we? So they do yeah. look a little bit older, so which is good. And well, they uh, would do
2: because it's a year since the last <laughs> series.
3: <laughs> yeah. oh yeah but yeah. i mean they not all series consider time an issue they just keep going whereas they're portraying that so yes okay my recommendation we I, I loved it matt will you get a chance to watch it before the release or will you watch it when it's on i
2: oh, will watch it when it's on dc banks is back nine o'clock uh itv itv on wednesday stephen
1: Tompkinson and, and pals This is the one I want Gary to focus on. There you go.
3: Yeah. Um, Right. There's now a new suspenseful drama from the acclaimed writer Jimmy McGovern uh, called Banished. It's on BBC Two. It's a historical drama set in an Australian penal colony. That's why you just wanted me to say. (laughs) I do. That will be that will be looped. That (laughs) will be looped. looped. Penal. 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 Penal, penal. Obviously, we're big fans of Jimmy McGovern on this podcast. Luke stalks him on a regular basis. This doesn't quite sound like his regular kind of thing. I mean, he's more to do with gritty real life drama in this country. This is a bit of a departure.
1: All I will say, and I don't want to spoil anything, is hopefully, like me, you will be pleasantly surprised when you see this.
3: I'm sure I will.
1: That is the podcast for the week. Uh you can like us on Facebook, please. I'd really appreciate it. So a
2: hundred and forty
3: now? Hundred and forty yeah. likes. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well that's nothing and <laughs> um, coming, coming up soon we're not there yet this is number 80 so the 100th episode of the podcast is, is Luke.
1: yeah we sadly we might not be able to make it to 100 on Spreaker we
3: shall we'll um, have to we open up can a follow, kickstarter or something you know to get them yeah up.
1: you could follow me at uh, Luke Custard if you, you know, want to give us some money
2: a, then you know yeah always
1: yeah, good just not, not, not for Spreaker just generally if you fancy <laughs> <it>. um, <laughs> oh, uh, at Matt's TV Bites for Matt and at the Gary Show for Gary now the reason I did Gary's to name there is because he always has to warm up and save oh, his yeah. voice toward the end of the podcast
3: because la, 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 he's going to Right, so um, there's a bit of a costume change though that I need to do so I just need to just put this cape on Right oh. Okay, Matt <laughs> can you uh, <laughs> can count us in, Matt? <laughs> Four, five, six, seven, eight uh, What? What? Oh, right, I'm going to carry on It's alright uh. hey, It's alright <laughs> You only see what your eyes want to see. How can life be what you want it to be? You're frozen. Oh, me leg. When your heart's not open. Nurse! You're so consumed with how much you get. The ambulance! You waste your time with hate and regret. You're broken when your heart's not open. Oh. Can I just say, that is the most in tune you've
1: ever been. So whatever you did, <laughs> helped. Also, if you're interested, we talked about it, you'll be able to see Gary in episode two of Critical Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday night on Sky.
3: Why? Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah.